How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way. They provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Send the tweets, send the hot takes at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. And remember, tomorrow it's an NFL on CBS doubleheader with Brady's Bucks hosting the Chargers or an interconference matchup between the Colts and Bears, which has been moved to 4 p.m. because the Patriots and Kansas City can't play at 1 p.m. They might be playing on Monday night or possibly even on Tuesday night. Or you can join me on Twitch and you can watch my Georgia Bulldogs take on the Clemson Tiger as the surprise 2-0 Bulldogs in their first trip at home with head coach Ken Carmen take on Dabo and the Tigers. All the coverage starts tomorrow in real life with the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific on CBS. I told you I'd do it, Hick. I told you, baby. You hooked me. I'm in. Tell me the Twitch and I'll be watching Ken Carmen cursing at the TV. I, I got a Twitch. I don't know how to work the Twitch. <laughs> I go, I need to make a Twitch with my name just to make sure I got it, and then I can learn it later. Because I saw all these people doing this Twitch thing, and I went, well, I got to get in on this. I don't know what it is. I got to do it. And so I got a Twitch, but I don't know, like, what do I do? Do I do – I, can I link it up to the TV and then you can see me playing? Is that what it is? How does it work? Yes. I don't. I honestly don't know how it works, but the technology is where there will be a camera on you watching your reaction, but also the fans can be watching the actual game to see what you're reacting to. Oh, they don't want to see so that. So when you Do throw really a bad pick, they when really you fumble see, at the goal line. They can't really want to see me watch. Oh, that's, that's most of the fun. They want to watch me play video games? Really? Ken, that's, In real life? Ken, that's, that's what Twitch is, man. No one wants to watch other people watch video games. You want to see other people's faces and their reactions while playing the video games that they're playing. Really? Yeah. You want to see that? People want to see you freaking out, losing your mind, throwing controllers, cursing up a storm. (laughs) Maybe celebrating. If things are going well, celebrating. Maybe, you know, you can showboat a little bit, you know, talk some trash to Dabo in digital world. (laughs) I can't. I mean, I, I barely get time enough as it is. Uh, I, I'm still the guy, and I can't be the only person who does this. 
college football's on right now. I'm going to make this mention. I'm still never going to get to hammer you for your take, your terrible take on Halloween Hickey. Accurate take. I uh, Every now and then, I get out the video games, and I, I play my dynasty, and my dynasty last year was Akron. And Well, first off, I started at Ball State, then I went to Army. Then I went to Akron as the head coach and got hammered by Ohio State in week one and then went on to win, win the GoDaddy.com Bowl and everything, and it was great. And then I went through that coaching carousel, and I got Georgia, and I went, well, here I am. I actually follow Georgia on Twitter. I actually follow and pay more attention to Georgia football than I ever have before just because I use them in my dynasty. And I said on social media earlier this week, I said, I can't be the only person who does that. Immediately, people got in. Nope, do the same thing. I got Texas. I do the same thing. Hey, I'm on my third year of my dynasty with Arkansas State, and I still do the same thing. I follow Arkansas State. I couldn't believe it. Because I, I, I love I love the NCAA football game so much. You're going to think this is nuts. Liz bought me a PS4. And I went and I had it for like a year. And I didn't play it that much. Like I got mad and I'm like, eh, man's okay. I went and I traded it in for a PS3. Knowing I was going to a, one of the record stores. Knowing that I was going to get the boots put to me. I went in knowing this. I didn't put it on Facebook Marketplace. I don't even know if Marketplace was around back then. I didn't put it on Facebook Marketplace, didn't put it on Craigslist, nothing. I went and traded it in and got NCAA football just so I could play NCAA football. That's how committed I am to NCAA football, Hick. I love it. I'm still stuck in the Stone Age, but I still play, but I play on a PS2, NCAA, wow. o, NCAA 10 with Brian Arakpo at Texas Woo. on the cover. <laughs> and it is. It's a blast. So right after today's show, 2 p.m. Eastern, while Pony, I will turn on Pony on the radio.com app and listen to CBS Sports Radio and while Pony is doing his show and I'm listening to Andrew Filipponi, Ken Carmen and the Georgia Bulldogs and their first home game at Sanford Stadium where we will welcome in Ugga. We will be taking on the Clemson Tigers. Dabo Sweeney, who are so for some odd reason one and one. I have no scouting report of which to tell anybody. 855-2124-CBS. We move on. Coming up here in a bit, I actually found out at the end of the show last week, I wondered about Bill Belichick's shirt. I have a theory about Bill Belichick's shirt. I'm going to share with everybody at 1.40 p.m. Eastern. I want to talk to Twins fans, and I want to talk to Falcons fans. I want to give you a heart-to-heart. There was an article in the – was this the Athletic, Hickey? I think this was. Yes, in the Athletic. There was an article in the Athletic about – Fans not even wanting to be close. The Twins have lost an obscene amount of games in a row in the postseason. Something like 18 or something like that. It's 18 ridiculous. consecutive postseason losses. Yes. And the Falcons are the Falcons. And we all know 28-3. to And we all know what happened after that. And the Falcons have really never been the same. They have been in a multiple-year malaise that should probably have cost Dan Quinn his job last year. I don't like calling for guys to be fired. But really should have called for his job last year because... At first, you would think, well, Dan Quinn's been there, and they might have a leg up over one of these other teams. Okay, but is it worse than starting 0-3, which you started out anyway? So maybe you needed a new coach there. Maybe you need a new voice that's going in there. I don't like advocating for jobs to be taken away from coaches. I think it's about legacy. I don't think it's about money. But I want to talk personally. That's a different conversation because I want to talk personally to Twins and Falcons fans because the gist of this athletic article that I have here is about how that they'd rather be away They'd rather be hopeless than be close and have it taken away. Let me talk to you off this ledge, and let me talk to you from experience here. I know this hurts. I know that that 
you saw Matt Ryan play in an incredible moment, and you thought for a moment that that this was going to be his anointment, that he was going to be right there at the tippy top of NFL quarterbacks, and he was going to be great, and then that was taken away from him. Whether it was Shanahan, whether it was Self, whether it hey, that's just New England, baby, one way or the other, that's what it was. And for Twins fans, the people, the fine people listening up to us in Mid- uh, listening to us up in Minnesota, I feel for you, I really do. 18 in a row is a hell of a number. That crosses a lot of different generations. That crosses a lot of different years. I know. That's sorry. I I wish I could help you out on that. I think you'd rather have that than be hopeless. There's so many different little sayings. Better to have loved and lost and not love at all. It's better to be close. It's better to be there. I'm just going to tell you what it's like on the other side of the ledger. Because when you have teams like the Twins, like the Falcons, if your team gets close and you are a competitive team but you just don't get over that hump, I know it hurts. And for that moment it hurts. What you do, though, is you create legends. Because I I have two personal experiences here that I can just share with you. When you're bad for a long time, when there's hopelessness there, you lose fans. You lose in a generation of fans. And, for that matter, it becomes harder in your home area to make your children fans of those teams. Children, 99% of them, go to winners. Michael Jordan wins at obscene level. If Michael Jordan would have played for a half-assed basketball team that wasn't very good and he just happened to be the best player in the NBA, would Jordan star be as big? Absolutely not. I bring up Mike Trout again. Mike Trout plays for a team that doesn't really get to the playoffs. Mike Trout's the best player in baseball and maybe the best player in history. How many kids do I know out there whose favorite players are Mike Trout? Not very many. Not as many as what there should be. They go to winners. Fans gravitate to winners, especially children. And when you're in your own area and your team isn't very good, it's hard to get them to sink their teeth into because children are also impressionable. While I don't think athletes should be role models, they still look up to different people, like I did with Dan Marino when I was a child. I didn't know that Dan Marino certainly liked the nightlife at that time, allegedly, even though we found out it's fact. I didn't realize that Dan Marino liked to go out and have a good time maybe the night before the game. I knew Dan Marino as a guy my dad loved. I knew Dan Marino as a guy that... Played on a football team that my dad loved and that I could kind of sort of be a fan on because my favorite football team was gone. Then they come back, and it should be kismet. And for a moment, the window looked like it was open. And then it gets closed, and it stayed closed for the last 18 years. And over 18 years, you have children who have been born and who have graduated high school and have gone to college, and their dad's favorite team has not been to the playoffs. I come from Northeast Ohio. All of our favorite teams growing up, the majority of it, happen to be the Cleveland Browns. And there's another problem to that, and something I'm not proud to say, and I know that Andrew Filipponi, because he's listening to every word that I say right now, is going to use it against me. In a lot of areas, not as much as the entering suburb. Again, I'm sharing my personal story. I want to give this to Falcons fans. I want to give this to Twins fans. And there's two other big examples that I have here. 
that in the entering suburbs of Cleveland, Ohio, it's not as prevalent. I come from Canton. It's 60 miles away. It's the home of professional football. You have a lot of different people who melting pot in there and, and make their make their trips to Canton to see what the mecca of professional football is like. And you have some people there because of the steel workers that have been in Northeast Ohio throughout the time from the people who just tend to go from state to state because it's a lot closer than you think. It permeates. And there are Steelers fans. And what makes AFC North football to me so special is because you have a geographic rivalry that's so close between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns, all based on the same industry with steel workers who fought in the stands over their rights and over their votes and over how many vacation days they were going to take and which which situation was better and how they were going to do it. And you had even an area in my area in Canton where one high school and this is a proven fact because one of their coaches would say it, would go on a, on a Wednesday evening and they'd go over to Pittsburgh and they'd go over to Western Pennsylvania and they would hear about a player and they would go and see an eighth-grade football game. I'm not kidding you, an eighth-grade football game. And they'd watch eighth graders and say, that kid's a hell of a player. We want that kid to play for our high school football team. I'm going to remain nameless on that football team, but a lot of people could figure it out there in Stark County. And they would go up to Dad and they'd say, Dad, you work for this steel company. We also have a plan over here in this area we can get you a transfer and your young man is going to leave this area here in western Pennsylvania which is still a nice area and he can still come over here and he could go to one of the finest high school programs in the entire country and be seen by Ohio State and be seen by Michigan and Michigan State and Notre Dame and the Big Ten all throughout the entire country because every college football coach knows about this high school program dad what do you say Dad says, yes, Dad's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So Dad comes over. Son's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. He marries a woman. He might stay in the area. He marries a woman in the area, and they become Steelers fans. And all of a sudden, there's this proliferation of Steelers fans. And over the last 18, 20 years now, it's hard to reverse that. Because one team wins, and another team doesn't. And that team has won two Super Bowls over that time. In Canton and in Youngstown and the outer part of Northeast Ohio, these are wars that we fight every single day. Another organization birthed from the rib of the Cleveland Browns with the Baltimore Ravens, the same thing down in Cincinnati from the Cleveland Browns, named after Paul Brown, and then another organization started by the late, great Paul Brown, the father of American professional football in the modern era. And all these things that go around us that are great, and I myself haven't been able to Enjoy it over the last 20 years. The last generation of great football, late, excuse me, early 90s, very early 90s, one little glorious poke at it in 1994. And then there was the 80s when I was very young. And let me remind you of this, Falcons fans, and let me remind you of this, Twins fans, the glorious thing about coming close and not attaining the championship, which is hard and, and, it, and it hurts you so much as a fan, and you're going to say, I don't even want to bother with it. I'd rather not even have to deal with it. Is that teams that become close, that get close and never grab it, even those teams create legends. Because it's been a long time for my football team here in this area. And there are guys like Bernie Kosar and Eric Metcalf and Clay Matthews and Ernest Biner, and Webster Slaughter, and the line goes down. The names continue to be brought up that those guys, if they ever want a drink, if they ever want a dinner, 
it's all taken care of. Because they're the last glorious part of Cleveland Browns football that this fan base loves. And other, other teams have been there. We thought that they could probably do it, and they all feel like they've lied to us. But those guys got there. They got cut down by John Elway. John Elway's arguably the greatest quarterback who ever lived. It's certainly top five. No shame in losing to John Elway. You look back on it 20, 30, 40 years later, and you realize how big a moment it was. The Cleveland Indians. How many Hall of Famers can you mention? How many great organizations can you mention, kind of like those 90s Indians, who scored 1,000 runs in 1996, one of two teams up until that time, to be able to do it? Alomar, Lofton, Bell, Omar Vizquel, Manny Ramirez, all legends in my area. None of them with a World Series ring with the Cleveland Indians. We held a parade in 1995 for a team that finished the runner-up to the World Series championship and lost to the Atlanta Braves. That's how thankful you are to these names. They become legends. Buffalo goes to four straight Super Bowls. Names like Kelly and Tally and Reed and Tasker and Pop and so many more, they become legends in that area, beloved figures. Because while the hurt is there in the moment and the anger and frustration is there in the moment, you realize later on when a team like the Bills went 17 years without making the postseason that those days may well have been very frustrating. They were still glorious compared to what we deal with here. Now the Bills are 3-0. and Things have changed a little bit. I look to another situation in an area that has won a multitude of championships across all four of their major sports over the last 20 years. But before that, were tortured with their favorite team. Yastrzemski, Fisk, Rice, Williams. Guys who never got to hold the World Series trophy. All guys who had incredible moments in World Series games, big games, postseason games. Some of the greatest players we've ever seen. Names that are held in the heart of the fans. Because in those moments, when we watch these games, when you as a Falcons fan, Watch your team get so close. When you as a Twins fan, watch your team get so close in big moments. Remember, in regular season games, while in football there might be some social gathering there, pre this look in history. For most of these big moments, you're not only connected to the player because they're your favorite team, you are also watching them with grandpa and grandma and your uncles and your brothers and other people in your family, your friends from back home. And some of those people may have moved away. Some of those people may have passed on. They're part of that memory. Watching John Elway drive down the field in 1986, thinking that you're going to go to a Super Bowl, and watching John Elway, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, to take that away from you. That hurts. Until you realize that those were great players playing for something that you really wanted them to play for and you loved. And then you realize that the people you were watching it with, the living room that you were watching with, or the stands that you were in the same row as, some of those people aren't with us anymore. And so they become members of your family. I would much rather have loved and lost. Well, it's such a terrible, over-cliched term. You much rather have loved and lost and to be heartbroken. And to live those moments, then go over a 17-year period of Bills football where they were also-rans and nothings, and it all blends together and becomes a great big barrel of nothing. The same thing with the Cleveland Browns. 
You would much rather have to do that. You'd much rather make it much easier for your family, for your kids to be fans of those teams because those teams are winners, because those teams play at a high level. You'd much rather do that than to be some forgotten nothing? No. While second place is always going to be questioned about why, and it becomes a notorious thing, second place is always remembered. And over a period of time, as the anger subsides, as the frustration subsides, and you realize what you had, second place becomes beloved. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up here in a bit, I figured out why Bill Belichick wore that holy shirt back last week. I can't believe it. It hit me like a ton of bricks. You guys coming up next. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. I'm going to want to get the Felix in Cleveland here. I, I see the... I'm watching Florida, South Carolina. It dawned on me earlier this week. Florida's the most competitive state for college football in the country for my entire life. And every team, I want to, I'm, going to put, I'm going to put UCF in there. I kind of did it as a gag. I kind of wanted to do it as a gag for a second. No, I'm going to put UCF in there. They're a good program, and they, they play at a high level. I'm putting UCF in there. You watch Florida football. Florida, FSU, UCF, Miami. All of them have been great. All of them have struggled during my lifetime. UCF was 0-12 just a few years ago. There's only one team in that group that has no excuse whatsoever. Florida plays in the SEC. You're right there. You're right there on that weird cusp. Gainesville is kind of close to Georgia. It's a it's a big dog fight for those players. Like that's why I used to be so disappointed in Clemson. Clemson used to go to Florida. Clemson used to go down into into Georgia and Alabama and get some of these players, and then they'd go out and they'd start off great, and then of course they Clemson and they would finish eight and four. And every now and then they got FSU at FSU. FSU, I, I can I can understand. You you're in the ACC. Tallahassee is not the Florida we think about. Tallahassee's a different area. My friend's a booster there. He's more than willing to pay the fiddler. He doesn't even care if I say it on national radio. It doesn't matter. And the Seminoles have had an up-and-down group. It's it's tough. When you have a guy like Bobby Bowden who builds that who builds that program and what that program became, you start to think of Florida State as they're going to be up and all right and upright forever. But when you lose that guy, and yeah, Jimbo Fisher did win a national championship. Jimbo Fisher's a hell of a coach. But when you lose guys like that, and, and now you're trying to build it back up, it's going to be difficult or it's going to be interesting to see just how difficult things are for FSU. Because remember, FSU wasn't very much anything before Bobby Bowden got there. Jimbo Fisher got him something and looked like he got out while the getting was good. There's some places that it's supposed to be kismet, and that's why I can give Florida State a little bit of understanding and go, yeah, the area is a little bit difficult. You weren't very much before the one coach got there. He was there for a long period of time. You got that real nice national championship with the other coach, and then he bolted. I, I could give you a little bit of time if you're FSU. I can give Florida a little bit of time. At times they've had great recruiters like Ron Zook who weren't that great on game day. They went to Will Muschamp. Will Muschamp didn't work out. We'll see how this new one works out. So far, it seems to be okay. Some people don't like him. They think that he, he thinks he's God's gift to college football. I think some people feel, some Gators fans really feel like they've been playing under their level of competition. But so far, I think they've done a pretty decent job. The team that doesn't have any excuse has got to be Miami. 
if you're Miami and the stadium is out in the sticks and you're not there in the middle of Little Havana anymore, even then I still think it was a ways from Coral Gables. After Schnellenberger, when he really got things set up, you have no excuse not to be good every year. I don't care what any what any Kane fan tells me, what any excuse any Kane fan wants to say. Whether you think it's because the stadium isn't in the right place, so you can't get all the people there, that is still an area that if you're a winner, they will go out and support. they got other things to do in Miami if you're not, and they've shown that with every one of those teams down there. But if you're a winner, they like sports down there just as much as anybody does, they'll show up and they'll support it. The type of athlete that comes there from that Miami area, you should be amongst the best every single year. To let any one of those players go and go to Florida, go to Florida State, go to UCF, go to Georgia, go to Clemson, especially Clemson, go to Ohio State like Jim Trestle started to do when he went down there into the the very south part of Florida back in the early 2000s to let Urban Meyer do it, it is unbelievable. You shouldn't allow any of that to happen. A kid growing up, in the Miami area, in that whole greater Miami area. I mean, rope it off almost a quarter of the way through the state coming up from the south. Every kid born in that area who's ever good at football at all should want to play for the Canes. The fact that some don't is unforgivable. I always see Miami football, and I I think of the athlete that comes from that area, the type of players that they get. And the history that they have where you have Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin's yelling for you every single chance he gets. You have some of the greatest football players who have ever played the game, some of the best personalities that have ever played the game in your alumni corps. And you guys are that? And we're always wondering whether or not Miami's back. I love Miami football when they're at their best because they make college football more fun. They should be way better over the last 20 years than where they've been. And they've won national championships in the past. Just an observation. 855-2124-CBS. Let me try to get to Felix in Cleveland. I think he wants to mention something I said about the Bengals earlier. Go ahead, Felix. Hey, bud. Hey, uh, sorry to chime in when you're talking about college football. but uh, Go ahead. You know what, man? i tell you one thing, dude. I would hate to be the backup for the Cincinnati Bengals. Can you imagine going home and telling your old lady and your kids, hey, guess what? I'm starting this weekend because they want me to bungee jump off this bridge because they don't want Burroughs to go ahead and play. I mean, dude, that, that, that is sad. That is unbelievable. I don't care who you are, how much football you play, Wait. how bad you are. Man, seriously, you wouldn't want to be the backup. Wait, you there? You yeah, there? Well, well, you, yeah. you wouldn't want to start if you, were, if you were Brandon Allen? I think it's Brandon Allen. You wouldn't want to start if you're the backup for the Cincinnati Bengals? Yeah, because that's... I mean, I'm not going to be able to start any, any given Sunday next year. I mean, they're just putting the guy in. I mean, come on, he's just gonna he's gonna get he's gonna get wrecked. Okay, they know this. So what I'm saying, the backup as a backup quarterback, would you really brag to your family and say, hey, "I'm starting this Sunday because they don't want to put this guy in because he's our future"? A money paying job. I'll take a money paying job. Oh yes. man, come on! What, all right, what can I, Check this out. If you like, put me in your seat, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to mess up the show. Well, of course, because I'm way better than you are, Felix. But if you were my understudy, then maybe you would probably do a pretty decent job, would you not? Yeah, yeah but I'm just saying, I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals, if they do this stuff, man, if oh, they that's... do this, man, they're going to be sending the oh, wrong oh, message, man. No, Felix, the wrong Felix, message. Felix, 
that's but that's the beauty of it. Who are they sending the wrong message to? The guys who are on that offensive line, they want to replace anyway. They're not going to be around to send a message to. So who cares? And I'm not saying now, Felix. I'm saying as as we start to turn the page to December. Felix, real quick, do you think right, the Bengals right. are going to make the playoffs? Do you think do you believe in your heart of hearts the Bengals are going to make the playoffs? Of course not. They're not. Okay. Okay. So there it is. And, Felix, I thank you very much for the call. Because I'm not saying right now. No, I'm not saying right now. Because you're still in it, 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 and it does send a terrible message to everybody, including Joe Burrow. But later on in the year, I would consider, as you get ready to turn the page to December, and you were definitely out of the mix for the postseason, what I'm seeing out of Joe Burrow is pretty decent. I think that everybody has confidence in him right now. If this continues over the next two months, yeah, make Mike Brown the bad guy. Say Mike Brown said that Joe Burrow can't start anymore and sit Joe Burrow for the last month. Better than Derek Barnett nearly decapitating him live on television. Because if he's going to continue to take these hits, I worry about his long-term future. And down in Cincinnati, maybe there's some young fans who don't know about that, but they had a guy like Greg Cook one time who they thought was going to change their entire franchise. You saw David Carr. I saw Tim Couch. I wouldn't want to be a part of that if I were a Bengal fan. Got to think about his future too. And if it sends a bad message to the guys you're looking to replace, what are you really hurting anyway? And Zach Taylor, you could set up a scenario and go, Zach Taylor, oh, I fought for you, Joe. Joe would be upset. Of course Joe would be upset. He's a gamer. He wants to play. Duke Tobin, oh, I fought for you, Joe. But, oh, mean old Mr. Brown up there in the tower, he said you couldn't play. You're the golden arm. We have to think about 2021. Even if they were all in on it. 855-2124-CBS. Coming up next, more of you guys, whether or not you would sit Joe Burrow. And I figured it out why Bill Belichick Wore that holy shirt last week. Hit me like a ton of bricks. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Final segment of the day. Speak now, forever holds your peace. Well, I guess you can call Philipponi after, I mean, honestly. But at least on this show, speak now, forever holds your peace. 855-212-4227. It's sponsored by Geico. That's their toll-free line, our toll-free line, and it's sponsored by the fine folks at Geico. I think you should know right now, Geico's offering an extra 15% credit on motorcycle, car, and RV policies. Mm-hmm. That's on top of what Geico could already save you. What are you waiting for? Okay, well, wait until, like, 2 o'clock. And then during Filippone's show, give a call to Geico. Visit Geico.com. Learn more. But listen to Filippone's show. He's, he's absolutely fantastic. Do you have that clip of Aditi ready for me, Hickey? No. You have been slacking ass all week long. What you has gotten into you? You never told me what clip you wanted. What has gotten into you? You, you I said I needed rip, a DD clip. I, oh, my God in heaven. And never I, brought it up again. Know that I did this on purpose just because I wanted to bring you in and just rip you on purpose as a joke. And this is a total rib. Hickey does do a good job. But, no, he was incommunicado basically half the week. Where's By the way, where's Jared Greenberg? Did he just fall off the face of the earth? What That's happened to that guy? That's a great, great I, question. I, I seriously hope he's okay. Pierno I, I, was in charge of getting him back. I'm not I don't sure need, if he ever reached out. It's not like we need guests to prop up the whole thing. I just I want to know the guy's okay. He's a pretty good guy. And I don't think it's like him to just not return a phone call. We're supposed to have Jared Greenberg on today, and I was going to ask him about the finals. I was going to ask him about the NBA, and I was going to ask him about LeBron because I think this is the easiest championship LeBron will ever win. Everything's set up to play into his strengths. 
There are no outside distractions. You are in a bubble. You are a 35-year-old man who's married with three kids. Most guys that age with three kids are in a bubble. I'm 34. I'm married. I got three kids. I'm in a bubble well before and well after coronavirus, folks. We're all in bubbles. I ain't hitting the club. I'm not going to chasers in the country. Those days are done. Well, they can't play on the road. There's no road trips. A 35-year-old man with no road trips, that's not going to help him out? Seriously? Well, playing in the bubble hurts them mentally. To some, yes. But again, to LeBron, when he doesn't have to go anywhere, and his main focus is basketball. And for a lot of guys, and I've watched all those documentaries, for the love of basketball. Oh, the players, they all love basketball. It's their it's their muse. It's their love. They just they love the game so much. It's a romanticism of basketball. The romanticism of basketball. They all love it so much. Well, then they should be able to go play basketball because if that's the only thing that they can do, they should be able to do that at a high level. Well, LeBron being the best player on the face of the earth probably does it at a higher level than anybody else out there and isn't distracted by such things. Other guys are playing in this moment. How many times has he been to the finals now? This is, he's no, this is, this is where he lives. A lot of these guys on the Heat are making a once-in-a-lifetime trip to the finals. They're in awe. Even if it's happening in a building that's empty – where the only fans are, are people watching at home on their computer screens, they're in awe. LeBron, he 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 owns property in the finals. You guys rent. You're on vacation. He lives at Disney. On the road before, when you have Oklahoma City, San Antonio, and Golden State, a 73-9 win team, you won game seven on the road, full boat, the world, all the odds, quote-unquote, against you. Maybe the toughest championship of anybody. Oklahoma City, you had questions coming back from Dallas the year before. That's what happened in Oklahoma City. Still a good team, young team in Oklahoma City. Didn't know how to do it yet. LeBron had paid the price. It was time. It was time for him to win a championship. San Antonio, up against the great one of the greatest power forwards of all time, top five power forward of all time, one of the most underrated dynasties in professional sports history. Definitely tough. Definitely tougher than the championship he will win later this week. This is number four. And I still see a guy who, at his age, this may very well be the last one he ever wins, but has also blazed a lonely trail. Because when I bring up LeBron, there are people who who talk about him from all corners of the country. But there are people who really, really, really despise him. And it's obviously some of it has to do with politics. I'm not going to deny any of that. It's common sense. There are people who despise LeBron. I'm a LeBron fan. I think LeBron has still done a lot more good than bad in the community and will continue to do a hell of a lot more good than anything I guess could be considered bad. He's going to do a lot of good. Has done some good things. I don't know how great of a guy he is. I've only met him once. I don't know how good of a guy he is, but he's done a lot of good. And he's the greatest basketball player of my generation. I split between he and Michael, but he's the best basketball player of my generation. But he blazes a lonely trail. You know, if, if we wouldn't have lost Kobe Bryant, you could look back at Kobe Bryant and go, man, Kobe Bryant's a polarizing figure. Kobe Bryant could always go home to L.A., and it always wasn't good with Kobe in L.A. Jeff Perlman wrote a great book about that. And we had Jeff Perlman on last week. We had a basketball guest who actually wanted to join us last week. He wrote a great book about that. It wasn't always rosy with Kobe in, in L.A. 
but Kobe's beloved in Los Angeles. And he could always, no matter what happens, you can always go home there. And the same thing can be said for Michael Jordan. He's a North Carolina guy. He's getting into other business ventures. I love that he's getting involved in NASCAR. You guys know how I feel about NASCAR, and I love that Michael Jordan is, is bringing some of that gravitas to that sport. But Michael could always go to, always go to Chicago and be home in Chicago, quote-unquote home in Chicago. For LeBron, LeBron has changed the NBA, but LeBron has also blazed a very lonely trail. Because there's people in, and maybe this will change, I hope this changes in the next 20 years, there are people in Northeast Ohio that really dislike him. For whatever reason it may be, there's people who really dislike him. There's guys like me who are fans. There's people certainly in Akron who are fans, but there is a split there between Cleveland and Akron. And in Northeast Ohio, there are people on either sides of LeBron. He split his own home area. Miami, that's Dwayne Wade. Los Angeles, that's not LeBron. That'll never be LeBron. LeBron's been known as a barnstormer, a man who's so powerful, he could probably go from team to team to team, let any organization make do his bidding, because they really do do his bidding, even though he doesn't want credit for that, or he doesn't want blame for that. They all do their bidding, because when you have LeBron James, the only person who's ever played with LeBron is Dwayne Wade. Everybody else plays for LeBron James. And what he's proven to be is certainly the most powerful player in the NBA in this generation. And he he pays it off with championships in each place that he stops. But when it's all said and done, where is home? It's the same thing for Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is arguably the best player in the NBA right now, at least the second best player in the NBA right now, arguably with Giannis Antetokounmpo if you want to. Where's home? Not Oklahoma City. Certainly not Golden State. At least not right now. Probably not for a while. Brooklyn, hell, you just got there. Kyrie, same thing. Hit greatest shot I've ever seen. Kyrie, I open up the phones in Cleveland, Ohio. A lot of people are pretty negative about Kyrie Irving. You open up the phones in Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah, a lot of people are pretty negative about Kyrie Irving. And more than likely, with considering his past, if you open up the phones at WFAN in New York, they will probably someday be pretty negative about Kyrie Irving. That's what makes guys like Steph Curry that much more special throughout this generation, at least to guys of my age. Steph Curry will probably retire with Golden State. I don't see him ever leaving the Bay. He, Clay Thompson, maybe Draymond Green. There is something to being home and having that home area. And that's something that LeBron is going to have to come to, come to grips with because there's not a chance on earth that a guy who is that in tune with how he's perceived, who has the biggest ego in sports, which isn't always a bad thing, you don't think he didn't notice that not a lot of people in Northeast Ohio were paying attention to his finals run here that started off on Tuesday or on Wednesday? A guy who goes out of his way to make sure that he tells all his fans that he's watching the Cleveland Browns while they're playing, that he watches the Cleveland Indians while they're playing when he's not playing at the same time? Don't think it bothers him at all? Steph Curry doesn't have to worry about that. LeBron will. 855-2124-CBS. I finally figured it out. Hickey, you're going to love this. Last week I ended the show... And I, I had to wonder about Bill Belichick's holy shirt. Because here's a guy who has cut and traded thousands of players. He walked down the hallway when he got tired of hearing Bob Kraft talk about it. He walked right down the hallway, traded away Jimmy Garoppolo, didn't think twice about it. Boom, got rid of him. 
left the Jets, I think, on the same day he might have got hired, was willing to leave an NFL head coaching job, having such confidence in himself, he knew he was going to get another head coaching job. Either way, he had enough confidence to leave an NFL head coaching job after things did not go well in Cleveland. And he got out from under the shadow of Bill Parcells. The man has been married and divorced. Bill Belichick, throughout his entire career, he let Tom Brady go. Throughout his entire career, when things weren't useful to him anymore, Bill Belichick was able to move on. And still he wore the holy shirt. Hickey, are you ready? Let's hear it. I'm excited. I know why Bill Belichick wore the holy shirt. This is pre-cam. This is pre-everything we found out today, which the NFL made a right move in not playing that game on Sunday. Hopefully they're able to get it in Monday and Tuesday and we keep everything to a minimum and hopefully Cam Newton is healthy. I've been teasing around that I think that Bill Belichick has his own Tom Brady 2.0 scenario going on in his head, that he's going to play Cam Newton until Cam Newton can no longer play. But at some point, if, if he has to put in Jared Stidham because of an injury to Cam Newton, he's going to do that. He's proven it time and time again. He can change a defensive and offensive game plan almost overnight and go out and win with it. Against good football teams can go out and win with it. And I watched that press conference and so many people went, what is happening? How can he wear such a shirt like that? The Ma's got to eat, too. And some people might have chalked it up to a couple of personal losses that he had. I know his mom died earlier that week, but it wasn't about that. Why would you still wear a shirt like that? It couldn't have been about that. And then I talked to somebody who played and won three Super Bowls with him in Gerard Cherry. Because for a second he went, man, that's the old shirt, man. That's the old script. That, was, that looks like that's a 2001 original. Boom! It hit me. Hickey? Bill Belichick wore that shirt as a symbol, as a message to Tom Brady. What did I just say about Jared Stidham? Brady 2.0, he'll come in over an injury, he'll come in, they'll show him that he's going to take any guy and I don't need you. And that all these other people, all these other things that I have moved on from, because I'm the smartest man in the room. I'm the guy who has it. I'm the best-thinking football mind since Paul Brown himself. I'm the guy who has it, and I'm going to show you. And I'm going to come out in this press conference, know you're watching me, know what's going on down there in Tampa, know what you're trying to accomplish, and I'm going to wear a shirt from 2001 because I'm going to do it with Jared Stidham instead of you under the same circumstances that I brought you into this world with. There's only one reason you keep a shirt like that, spite. And Bill probably does it better than anybody else out there. Big thanks to Hickey, Pirino, Belletti, and Herskowitz. I'm Ken Carmen. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye. It's been your pleasure. I'm out of here. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 